Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Keim, and with me in the studio today is sports reporter Austin Huff. Austin, we're back in here with our producer, Sheila Selman. We're doing the podcast. We're still maintaining social distance, though. But we are. I think this is the first time since March when we were all in the same room to do this. Mm-hmm. We were approximately six feet from each other. Uh, we didn't pull out a measuring tape or anything, but we, it feels like six feet. Yeah. You know? Definitely closer than we would have been normally. But we are in the studio. We have started being able to work in the office this week on a kind of rotating shifts almost, uh, just making sure we don't have everyone in the building at the same time. Uh, but it's good. It, it was weird to actually like have to fully shower and put uh, you know jeans and a polo on today and, <laughs> and cut my contacts in. I'm actually wearing my watch for the first time since the virus started. So I, I haven't worn a watch in forever and a belt. It's weird. Oh, It's weird. It's just like, it's just, this is a weird, we're back to normal, kind of. So kind of we're ma- while well, we're making progress to getting back to normal. Right. I don't, we're let's, not there let's, yet. But. Right. Let's hope that this is the start of our normalization process back to normal. You know, obviously right. we've the governor has detailed a plan. And hopefully if the numbers keep on trending downwards a little bit and we can we can keep those, you know, trends going and hopefully we can be back to normal air quote normal by July 4th. So right. We'll see. It's all going to depend on uh, people and, you know, how safe they are, I guess, right now. Yes. So. And along those lines, the ISHA made an announcement uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday. Yeah, a I couple think, of days ago. Uh, about the fact that barring any changes in the governor's plan, they're planning on reopening uh, high school sports practices and contact the ath- between the athletes and the coaches on July 1st. Yeah. So obviously oh. it's been canceled through June 30th already. Right. And that's pretty much universal too at a lot of universities and college like colleges too. You see that with Notre Dame, they have no on on campus through July 6th, which is when the second semester starts in the summer for Notre right. Dame. Uh but and I thought it was interesting too that uh if this all goes to plan, that first week of July is usually a the uh the dead period for right. high school. They it's don't usually let, a moratorium. Moratorium, period. right. They don't let any contact between players and coaches that first week of July. Pretty much like, hey, everyone go home, go on vacation, you know, 4th of July, like let's just take a week off, right? Uh, let kids be kids at least for one week of the right. summer. And uh, so th- they're going to waive that, though, if this, if this plan holds up because obviously they've kind of all been on a moratorium period. We've been on one since March, mid-March. Right. So it's been yeah. a three-month moratorium period. Uh you know, I'm cautiously optimistic right now. I'd like to think we're trending in the right direction. You know, I'm trying not to, you know, you see a lot of, st- you see some states like Oregon canceling everything through September, right? And that feels a little too extreme on that side to me. And then you see states like Georgia, which has just been like opening up everything. And it's like, well, that might be a little too extreme that way. And so I'd like to think that we're in this nice, happy medium of like, let's just take this day by day, week by week, right? Month yeah. by month. And if everything comes back July 1st, like if we can go back to normal, then let's let's do it. Let's go practice yeah. and you know, hopefully we have no setbacks. But uh, for me, that, that makes me happy that July 1st might be the might be the first time I ever cover a summer practice. <laughs> so it might be like I might be out there taking pictures of people running drills. It might be super exciting. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's definitely a different period of time we're going through right now. Right. Nothing we've ever seen before, obviously, at least. In our no. cognitive lives, I mean, 
Uh, I know, and, I, I know, I, I know. I reference you being old all the time, Greg. But you weren't around for the Spanish flu in 1918. I know that much. So I, you mean I'm not even, not even, I'm that old? Huh? No, 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 no. You're not that old. So, but you know, you're older than me. I was just gonna say just we've fact. never seen anything like this before, and personally, I hope I never see anything like this again. Amen. Amen. So I, you know, yeah, it, it's a, it's such a nuanced and just kind of an interesting time, and like you know. Like us right now, we're just starting to come back into the office and, you know, if things get worse or, you know, heaven forbid some one of us gets, you know, the virus, we're all going to be working from back home again, you right. know, so yeah. we just have to take it day by day and these next couple of weeks are going to be kind of this this glorified uh, test run, you know, to see if we could do it, you know, see so if we could put this, you know, go back to some to, to our normal lives, I guess. Yeah. So Right now, I don't think we can make any plans that are too long term because, like you said, things change from day to day, hour to hour, sometimes even minute to minute. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and we saw that firsthand when everything was kind of breaking <clears> down. You know, I we I came into the office today and I still had the newspapers designed that we did for the last time we were working in the office. It's on my desk and that was on March 16th for the March 17th paper. Mm-hmm. And the headline was uh, Players Optimistic Season Will Return. You know, like... That was six weeks ago or eight weeks ago. You know, now we're hoping that we can even have fall sports, let alone resuming spring sports. Those have all been wiped out. Right. So right. Uh, it's just it's just kind of funny to see, you know, how much it's changed even in like because like that was the beginning of the week, and by the end of that week, everything was was done. You know, so it's that's just yep. how this is. That's how this virus has kind of been, and things change, and hopefully. You know, we talked about hopefully we can get back to normal here soon. Right. So, and and as we talked before, I feel sorry for all the athletes that are missing their se- you know their seasons, especially the seniors. Right. I mean, a lot of these kids are probably not going to go on to play college sports. This was this was it for them. Mm-hmm. This was their last moment of glory, their last uh, one shining light. To borrow a phrase from the NCAA yeah. attorney. Yeah. Their one go. shining moment. Moment. Right. Moment. Yeah, I, I knew what you were going for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is tough, you know, and uh, you feel bad for those kids. And obviously, like you said, the kids who aren't going to college, you know, are definitely the ones that are hurt probably the most. Uh, yeah. And it is because you work for it. You work for your whole high school life to get to this last season. You know, you look, at it, you look at some teams in our area like Northridge Baseball who had all these seniors coming back. A lot of, like, their whole pitching staff was back. They had a chance to probably make a really a potentially serious run at the 4A, you know, state title, you know, potentially, just because right. their pitching was fantastic. And uh, to lose that, I've got to, it's got to feel devastating for all those kids coming back, you know. And, uh, and they're, you know, they're just one example of, I know every team has seniors that were coming back, and it's going to be devastating to lose those, those yeah. players. So Well, it's, it's like the, uh, the Northwood picture I did, mm-hmm. sorry on about our, in our unsung athletes. Right. Uh, Cooper Davis, I yeah. Cooper believe Davis, was his yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. He'd been the, like they're basically their number three pitcher last year because he was behind two seniors. Right. All right, and he was going to get him. He was he was ready to step in line and take over the number one spot this year mm-hmm. after coming back from tearing his ACL mm-hmm. in his in his left knee during his freshman football season. Right. So he'd worked himself all the way back to that point, and now it's gone. It's taken away from him. Right. This was supposed to be kind of his, you know crowning this is supposed to be his moment right his like i'm gonna put my stamp on 
you know, my legacy, for lack of a better term, at Northwood High School. Yeah. And he doesn't get that chance to do that. And, you know, that's that was the toughest thing is, like, talking to some of those unsung athletes who, you know, they lose their senior season, like Bailey Idings at Lakeland Golf. You know, he was – he was a solid player for them last year and he was he had moved to the number one position and now he was going to have a senior year where he was the number one guy all the way through and that's just got to be tough you know because yeah. it's like you know and especially for a sport like golf which has you know they haven't closed golf courses you know he could still golf all all he wants but to lose that competition to lose that chance to maybe go to a regional as an individual you know or even if Lakeland qualified as a team right like right. you lose that and it, it's just got to be tough it's got to be heartbreaking to, to lose that uh you know especially with it being your senior year so yeah, yeah another thing about seniors I really feel bad for them I don't know what schools are doing about graduations for them but I mean mm-hmm. that's a big moment in your life your graduation from high school that's yeah. a day you remember for the rest of your life oh yeah I'll remember I mean, that day for the rest of my life. I think it was Mother's Day, 2013, May 17th. Believe it or not, Austin, I can still back remember back to my high school graduation. That's fantastic. Good for you, Greg. We, we <laughs> were supposed to be, I think, the first class to graduate outside. They yeah. were going to have the, uh, the uh, graduation ceremony Friday night out on the football field. It rained cats and dogs <laughs> that night, so there was no way we could do it. <laughs> yeah, mine was out on our football field. We had a graduating class of like 750 so we had to do it in the football field, and it was like 95 degrees in mid-May, and I'm wearing a black gown over a black dress shirt and black pants and a black cap and an orange tie because Manuka High School was orange and black. And uh, some woman fainted in the crowd, uh, passed out from like a heat stroke, and I just remember no one really running over there to help her. It was like a casual walk to go help this woman that had just fallen. That was what stuck out to me. I was mm-hmm. like, this woman just dropped. And, like, we're not really running over to help her. Okay. Well, okay. But it was really hot that day. So I was really glad my Mizzou one was indoors. So they put it in us in one of the basketball arenas on campus. And we did it inside in air conditioning. No one, pa- no one fainted from a oh. heat stroke at, at my, my college one. And so. you, your mother didn't faint when you actually graduated? <laughs> she was stunned, but she didn't faint. <laughs> that was a shocker to me, too. So... You know, I, I was I thought I was going to hear my dad yelling from the crowd because he's a very loud man. And I, I didn't hear him. I, I've seen video of him yelling. I've heard, well, not yelling. I've heard the video of him yelling. But he didn't, I couldn't hear him. I was surprised. thought I was going to hear that one. But, mm. eh, oh well. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, that really got off the rails there for a second. We, you feel bad for the seniors who don't get that moment yeah. for, for graduation. So, right. yeah, anyway. <laughs> Uh, All right. One other thing we got in the local news here is uh, Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial High Schools are merging back into one school. Yep. One Elkhart, the Elkhart Lions there are going to be mm-hmm. from now on. Yes. The mangy Lions, but they're going to go Lions. They're just, just going to go Lions, yeah. For short. So. And they've been naming some of their head coaches for the new school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they named the other day their, their basketball coaches. Kyle Sears is the Memorial basketball coach is going to take over the program there. And Willie Cote... The girls' basketball coach at Central is going to take over that program. Mm-hmm. And that, those seemed like – I mean, those were the two – of the two schools, those were the better programs last year. And, right. and Kyle's done a great job with the, the boys' team at Memorial. And Cody, the girls' team at Central was really solid last year as well. So wasn't surprised by either of those announcements per se. Just because, no. like, those are the two better programs. And if they want it, you know, they're going to probably get it. So Yeah. And they've already named their football coaches Josh Shattuck, which is right. probably the best decision. I mean, right. 
Memorial's been through some coaching head changes, head coaching changes here recently over the yeah. years. And well, yeah, yeah, and uh, I believe Elkhart Central boys basketball too was on their another first year head coach this past season. So naming Sears to coach was pretty pretty obvious in that from right. that boys in that boys yeah. basketball sense too. Not well, to go back to that, but from my standpoint, my perspective, one of the toughest decisions they probably had to make was this girls softball job. Mm-hmm where they had to choose between Craig Sears, who's been a longtime Memorial coach, and Brett Bardo over at Central, who's really turned that program around, too, and made them a contender. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got two super coaches there, and you had to pick between one of those guys. Right. You know, and to me, that was basically a coin flip. Mm-hmm. And I do believe they went with Craig Sears, correct? They did. They went with Sears? They went with Sears, yes. That's got to be, yeah, that's a, that's a tough choice, you know, with those two. Yeah. So, that's... Yeah, I, I've I've been very intrigued by who they've announced for their coaches. Uh, I think I think it's an, like it's already going to be it was already going to be an interesting time for them. What merging the two schools and how do these coaches manage doubling their rosters in theory? Right, like in theory you're bringing two schools together, so your rosters are going to yeah you know, amplified by a lot. And now you don't even have a summer to get to know these kids, like any new kids. Or, you know, things like that. So it's, I think it's really interesting how this is all going to work out, especially for the fall sports. Winter sports, spring sports, you can kind of get away with it because you're not you getting You got ready. a little bit more time Right, to, and to you get can meet ready. your kids and, you know, get a better sense. But football, like, you know, are they getting, like, let's say in theory, uh, a memorial player, you know, is coming in, they're going to be one team in Sh- and Shattuck, right? Is that how you say yeah. his last name? Uh, he coached Central. Obviously, the Central players probably already have his playbook. You know, is are the Memorial kids able to get the playbook from the coach right now because of the moratorium period? You know, and if not, how much of a disadvantage is that for them if they come back on July first and they got to learn a whole new yeah. playbook? While the Central kids already know the playbook and know how Shattuck works and things like that, so I think it's really interesting. There's a lot of layers, a lot of uh, different at, like perspectives and aspects to this whole merging that have were already going to be tough and now they're even tougher because of this coronavirus yeah so it's it's really interesting i think so that'd be interesting maybe that is maybe we'll have to do some investigative journalism greg yeah i'm down the uh (laughs) boys and girls tennis programs at the new school are going to be under the direction of rick wiscatoni Oh, say that three times fast. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Sheely is going to be the boys' soccer coach, and Rick Nussbaum, the girls' soccer coach. And Jackie Rost is going to be the volleyball coach. Yeah. I'm not surprised by any of those, I think. No. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's pretty smart, too, to, like, hire someone you already kind of have You're on the staff, right? Instead of trying to go third party, you try to hire maybe someone outside of Elkhart to become the coach. I think it's smarter to at least have yeah. some familiarity with a coach, at least. So, smart hires, I think, by Elkhart. And uh, it's going to be interesting, again, to see kind of what they are next year being, you know, they're going to play, obviously, in all of the biggest classes in the state. And they're playing uh, in the NIC. So, it's going to be interesting to see how they fare there. Correct. Especially with, like, Penn in football. Um yeah, it's going to, like um, I said, interesting just feels like the word to say. Like, it's going to be really interesting to monitor. The Central kids have been used to 
used to be right. Penn and football because they were at the NSC. Right. So the Memorial kids are going to be in for a little bit more of a shock when they go up against the Kingsmen. <laughs> right. And obviously uh, that means Mishawaka moves to the NLC See? starting this year. Uh, so we got to dust out the um, the mileage reimbursement sheets for when we get to go out to Mishawaka and cover games now. So that's pretty fun. Get some extra money and the side money made, you know. So I've missed that. I've missed that the last couple months. The only, the only thing I don't like about going to Mishawaka is there's not a lot of parking there because it's an inner, inner city school, mm-hmm. basically in a neighborhood. It was built before we had, you know, we needed a lot of parking space. Right. That's the same problem that Goshen High School has a little bit too, where the parking lot isn't, it's pretty big, but it's not like gigantic compared to like, if you go to like, you know, like West Noble, it's a pretty big parking lot for their campus and uh so I, I i don't necessarily struggle to park at goshen but it is tricky sometimes when i go over there so i don't know if you've had any issues but no because <laughs> uh i've got to deal with the athletic director he let, as long as i get there before 5 30 he'll let me park right by the stadium man it's not what you know right it's that's right <laughs> yeah. i need to get i need to talk to larry I need to talk to him. It, it always pays to talk to those guys. And yeah, okay. See what you can work out with them. I'm, I'm going to work. I'm going to finagle my way into that. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, back to Memorial Coaches here. The boys Sorry. and girls golf programs are going to be under the direction of Scott Seckel. Mm-hmm. Scott Ross, Jackie's husband, is going to be the new baseball coach. Adam Homo is going to be the boys track coach. And Becca Shank is going to be the girls track coach. Yeah. Do you know what the split was at, down the line of like how many are former Memorial and how many are Central? No, I have not checked on that Cause, yet. Cause I, I think that's another aspect to it, too. I, I wonder if they tried to get it 50-50, you know, as much as possible, obviously. I don't know how that affects how that will affect anything. No. But again, it, it, it goes back to like the learning curve aspect of like, you know, and familiarity aspect, too, of like Memorial athletes with the Memorial head coach and Central kids with a former Central head coach. So. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that plays in to just kind of, you know, who's I – I don't know, you know, how that's going to affect who plays or who doesn't play, but I think it's going to be an interesting aspect, especially for the fall sports coming up here, like in football with the playbook and things like that. And, yeah. You know, it's a little different in, like, golf, you know, like whoever can shoot the golf, you know, whoever scores lower. It's not, there's not, like, a playbook in golf, you know. You can just – No. You can just – you go out there and play golf and – you, know, you learn, try to hope the best, right? Uh, football's a little different, obviously. Volleyball could be different, too, with different ways you form, you know, play on the court. So right. there's a lot of moving pieces, and I think it's all really interesting to look at. So, And the last three coaches, uh, boys and girls swimming programs, are going to be under the direction of Michelle Guype. Wrestling goes to Zach Wickar, and Kathy Crowder is going to be the girls' gymnastics coach. Yeah, so they're going to be able to keep gymnastics. That's pretty good. Yes. Central had it, so now maybe that'll be a interesting new sport for Memorial athletes to try out. Maybe a couple of girls will always want to do it, or guys. You know, guys can do it too. So um, I don't know about not, that one. Not not in the in, Indiana, but they could do it if they wanted to. They used to have boys gymnastics. I in wish Indiana, they did, but they kind of cool. They don't anymore. Concord, three-time boys gymnastics state champions from the right. 1960s. So be interesting, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I know they've got them all set in place. Um, have they announced a new ath- of the athletic director is going to be? Because I know didn't Shattuck, Shattuck did it at Elkhart Central, I believe. No, Brian no, Buckley. Sorry, was. Sorry, he was maybe an assistant assistant AD. Brian, Brian yeah. Buckley was the AD at uh, Central, and Jackie Rost was the AD at Memorial. Right. 
I'm not sure. They probably have. I just don't remember right now. One thing Jackie did tell me back when the whole thing came up is she was told that both her and Brian would have jobs somewhere at the new school. Right. Maybe one's so. the AD, one's the assistant AD, or girl sports, boy sports. Yeah. You know, obviously, you got a big conglomerate of, of people, students coming together now. It's going to be, like, what, the sixth or seventh most populated school, I think, in the state yeah. now. So it's... In fact, I think it's going to be large. The last numbers I looked at, it's going to be larger than Penn. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I don't know, I, I, it sounds like I'm beating the same drum here, but, you know, interesting. It's just going to be like, there's so many moving pieces. I'm, I'm fascinated almost to see yeah. how it's all going to work out, especially with the backdrop of this coronavirus, just putting a wrinkle in everything, you know, throwing everyone off. So, yeah. you know, teams, teams in theory should be starting their summer workouts like next week, you know. They should have been at least. So it's yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy times. Yeah. But yeah. And on a, a little different subject, uh, Jim Bowler, longtime basketball coach at Bethany Christian High School and a, capped off a 41-year career mm-hmm. at the school last week when he announced his retirement. That's like 41 years. I mean, you've been here at the Goshen News for 26 full time. Right. Could you imagine working here another 15 years? Uh, I don't know. Plead, plead the fifth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just like, I just think about like that working at one place for 41 years is like kind of, uh, mind blowing almost yeah. in that sense. And I didn't realize he had the most wins of any basketball coach in Elkhart County history. I boys didn't. coach. Boys coach. Right. I mean, Steve Neff has more right. wins. Obviously but... Steve Neff. Right. But boys coach in, yeah. in, in county yeah. history. So 371 games over the, over the 35 years he was on the, the right. Bethany bench. Four sectional titles and two regional championships. Yeah, that they obviously, they're one of the benefactors of the class system uh, with them going and being able to win a couple sectionals and a, region, yeah. a couple regionals in the single or the multi-class system. Uh, so there's a, there's an argument for their, for the but class system, I guess. One of, the, one of the people I did talk to for my story was Ryan Gingrich, mm-hmm. who was, an, he's a Goshen High School graduate uh, he's been an assistant coach at Jimtown. He was an assistant coach at Central for a while. He actually came back to take over the program, I think, for a season at Bethany Christian. A couple seasons, maybe. And yeah, he act- he years. told me that Jim, his teams back in the 80s and 90s, they, they were good enough to be competitive with larger schools in this in this area. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't always win, but they were competitive at least. Right. And I think that's a, you know, it's a, just a testament to Jim as a coach, you know, being able to get those guys to play against oh, yeah. the Goshens and the Elkarts and, you know, Northridge even. Not, not sure if they played Goshen except maybe in the sectional. I don't, I don't think they were ever right. on the regular season, just but in general, just rattling off. Yeah. I'm just rattling off all the big schools in my, in the area in my head yeah. right now. So, uh, yeah, it was, 41 years, man, and you saw it all, all on Facebook last week, different videos from different people, and you had on that in, your, in a column that you wrote about Jim as right. well, just a reaction from different people, yeah. uh, from Kristen Parson, who's going to be taking the counselor job, I think, that Jim is retiring from, because Kristen's been a, a gym teacher at the school for right. the last however many years, and now she's going to become a counselor, so that's pretty cool that the basketball coach counselor thing is kind of continuing at Bethany, right. and... Uh, and yeah, it was cool just to see those videos and see, you know, for me, I, I obviously never interacted with Jim when he was coaching, obviously. Uh, so it's really cool to hear those stories and those perspectives yeah. from the different people about what he actually, what his impact was and what he meant to that school and that community. So. Well, 
one of the quotes from Kristen that I used in my story was that said that Jim was one of the pillars of Bethany Christian. Mm-hmm. And he's leaving the school in a better condition than when he came. Yeah. Mr. Bethany Christian himself, right? Right. Got to call him that now. So, well, yep. yeah. 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 Obviously, an incredible legacy he <laughs> leaves there. And, uh, you know, one of the best coaches in county history. You know, right. it's kind of like Don Shula. We were talking about Don Shula last week. You know, most yeah. wins. Right. You know, and uh, so he's just, and, you can't, you can't, can't, uh, can't knock that. So, yeah. And Jim, Jim did go through a lot of changes at that school. He went through the building of their new gymnasium because prior to the 1989 season, they played their games at various places, various other high schools around the state where they could get games. They played some of their games at Goshen College. But on November 17th, 1989, they had the first game in their, in their new gym at the school. And a guy by the name of Phil Friesen hit a three-pointer for the first basket ever in the new gym. <laughs> and the bet, you can tell this is pre-coronavirus because the uh, fans flooded the court with toilet paper. Nice. They threw rolls of toilet paper on the floor. <laughs> it's like $10,000 worth of toilet paper right, right now. To so. celebrate the, uh, the scoring of the first basket. It was a three-pointer? It was a three-pointer. They, they call him Phil Threesen after that? I, I don't I know. I had to say it. I had to I say it. Know. Sheila shook her head. <clears throat> Sheila shook her head. She's laughing. Yeah. That's good enough for me. I had to get it out. That's my one bad joke for the day. Yeah. And Bethany did get a technical technical foul for the delaying the game because of the toilet paper on the floor. I would have I would have waved it. But in one in one of the articles I saw on Beth on their website, Jim said a home needed to be celebrating. Yeah. Celebrated. So <laughs> he was he was okay with that. In fact, because Bethany actually went on and won the game seventy seven to seventy. Well there you go. So they, they, they ended up winning. They overcame that technical foul and won the game. Right. So that's good. Right. Yeah. That's that's actually pretty funny because like you see some teams now, like some of these uh minor league teams, they'll do promotions like that where they you know, some they score a goal and people throw teddy bears like onto the ice. Like you ever seen that? I think mm-hmm. it's in Hershey, Pennsylvania they do that. And they donate the teddy bears to, to you know, the some children's, you know, charity, hospital, whatever. Uh, it's a really cool gesture. I wish I had the official name right now. I should have prepared for that. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of funny though to think about that. They throw the toilet paper on the on the court, and it's pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, that's why I said that was a pre-coronavirus game. Because right. You wouldn't see people doing that right now. No, no. <laughs> they'd be if they did it now. There'd be a lot of elbow throwing to get it back. You know, yeah. they'd be throwing elbows, and, and uh, that would violate social distancing protocols, and it would be a whole mess. Definitely. So, definitely. Yeah, but congrats again to Jim on his retirement, and uh, you know, like I said, he leaves, like, he leaves a, a legacy at Bethany and in this area that you know very few are able to match. You know, well, he's so. definitely leaving a legacy at the school because in 2015 they named the basketball floor after him. He, he will be a part of, and they are, they yeah. play right now on Buller Court. Yeah, he'll be a part of Bethany history forever. Yeah. So. And Jim actually said that was one of his favorite memories from his time at Bethany was when they named the school after, named the court after him. I mean, as a, as a coach, that's got to be one of the ultimate, you know, honors, right? That you coached at a place and left such an impact that they're going to name the basketball court after you. Right. You know, you don't see that often at, at places. So. Well, I mean, a couple of the examples I thought of today when I was when I was thinking about it is Coach K. Right. Court K. You know, yeah. after Shishesky down at Duke and mm-hmm. Pat. Pat Summit has the floor named after her at uh, Tennessee. Right. Yeah, so Jim Bowler is in that 
that air, that rarefied air. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Summit and Mike Krzyzewski. So, yep. yeah, I build, you know, you, you don't, it, it is, a, it is a testament to what he was able to do at school though. Right. Cause of oh, his impact, he, they wanted to name the court after him. Like I said, you don't see that often, you know, so to have the court named after him is pretty cool. Yeah. So, and what, one of the neat things I always thought about, uh, Jim and I always like covering games him because win or lose, you know, whether they won by 15 points or whether they got beat by 30 points, Jim always had a smile on his face. He was always glad to see you. Welcomed you into his office to talk about the game afterwards. That's nice. That's that's a that's a yeah. That's that's pretty good. You know, you, you like those people at yeah. least from our perspective. It's easier to talk to those people than uh, the people who are getting angry after a game and they don't want to talk to you. And uh, yeah, luckily, luckily, I've never had an issue where someone refused to interview after the game. Never had that. Not yet, at least. You know, knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, so yeah. it's just much easier to deal with nice people than, oh, yeah. than angry people. And so. just an example, I used this in my column the other day about how nice of a guy he is and how thoughtful he is. When I sent him a text message about the possibility of doing an interview for him, his response to me was, he said, I'm humbled, and especially to have it done by a longtime friend in this business. I think it though was you know it was it was probably better for you to write that story because you've been you know Jim and you've known yeah. him for years and and I thought your column was great and I thought the story about him was great and uh, I think it turned out really well and it was cool it seeing two, it was cool seeing an archive photo from two thousand three that was that was a cool thing for me it was like okay we we still have the archives backed up at least that far so that's good there's they're so, still on the computer you can get good. to them on the computer thank system thank God thank God so it awesome. it took me a while to find that I I went through a number. <laughs> A number of years, starting uh, back in, I think I started in like 2015 and went back year by year, mm -hmm. looking at the months of November, December, January, and February, mm -hmm. right. looking for photos. And right. Well, we got one. I so finally that's... came across that one. So, <laughs> patience, uh, your patience paid off. Your persistence paid off. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else you'd like to talk about today, Greg? I think that's. I, I think that'll do it for this I'm, week. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty, pretty content. That, that felt good. First, okay. feels good to be back in the office. It does. Feels good to have Sheila looking at us, not through a Zoom camera, not yelling at us silently to hurry up. Or pointing and, your uh, finger at us. Right. Know. Well, which finger, that's up for you to decide. Um, yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to the imagination of the audience. We're, we're still working on our trivia for Sheila. We're going to work on our sports trivia to get her on the podcast. Uh, we'll get a third mic in here. And uh, when we, or maybe we can start being not socially distant anymore, we could like have her sit next to one of us and ask her the question. So, right. hope she has like Korean baseball knowledge down. So we're gonna we're gonna go with that and start. Yes. So. All right, folks, that'll wrap up another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast, and we'll see you next week.